there is no typical day in the life of an employment solicitor. It's very broad and affords a good mix of contentious and non-contentious work. Employment lawyers are closely involved in the full life cycle of employee issues. The very best professionals will adapt quickest and always deliver the best service, whether they're in-house or in private practice, to deliver what clients really want. There are a range of really interesting employment law considerations that arise out of the metaverse that I think our clients are starting to really grapple with, and it's really interesting to be at the forefront of the law in that regard. Hello, and welcome back to the Law Careers Net podcast. You're listening to the next episode in our Practice Area Profile series. This episode is in collaboration with commercial law firm Lewis Silken and focuses on what it's like to work in employment law. You'll hear from Taryn Tawakli, partner at Lewis Silken. Taryn talks about his day-to-day work, the exciting and dynamic area of employment law, and how his career highlight today involves changing the law. Taryn also covers the skills you should think about developing to succeed in this practice area and his advice for aspiring lawyers. We hope you enjoy this practice area profile. You can read the full write-up of the profile on Law Careers Net and find out more about training at Lewis Silken via the link in the podcast description. Don't forget that you can also listen to our regular podcast episodes sponsored by the University of Law. Here's Taryn. Hi there, I'm Taryn Tawakli. I'm a partner in the employment team here at Lewis Silkin, unusually for lawyers in private practice. In addition to my time at the firm, I've spent four years in-house where I was the global head of employment law and commercial litigation at Deliveroo. I decided to become a solicitor as opposed to being a barrister because I really enjoy solving complex problems on behalf of my clients, leveraging both my legal and my broader expertise to try and do so. And this broader advisory nature of the practice of being a solicitor is what had always appealed to me. And this was cemented when I did a few mini pupillages and vacation schemes in my earlier years, really helping to identify that the solicitor path was the one I wanted to go down. I trained at Lewis Silkin. I applied for and completed a vacation scheme at the firm before then applying for my training contracts. Many law firms like Lewis Silkin put a lot of effort into identifying the very best candidates for training contract positions using schemes like Open Days and other insights into their businesses to meet the best prospective candidates. These can be a great way of identifying the right firm for you and give you valuable insights into the practice and the culture of your firm, which you can then reference in your training contract applications. So in terms of my expertise, I'm an employment lawyer by trade with a particular focus on clients in the technology and in the financial services sector. My interest in employment law was one of the key reasons for wanting to train at Lewis Silkin many, many moons ago, given its market leading reputation in the field. And I was fortunate enough to gain fantastic experience both during my seat in the department, but also I spent six months on an employment secondment at the legal team of a major international oil company. So I had the benefit of two employment seats. I haven't looked back since, although my work does allow me to indulge my secondary passion for high-stakes civil litigation, in particular when advising on restricted covenant disputes and high-value bonus disputes. 
there are obviously differences between uh, my life now as a partner and way back when when I was a trainee. However, I was relatively fortunate that Lewis Silkin, as with many other top firms, gives its trainees real and practical experience of handling cases, drafting advice, drafting witness statements and transaction documents. That said, invariably, as you become more senior, you tend to spend more of your time advising on the key strategic calls of a particular matter. But I do get to still get stuck into the thorny details of a dispute or set of facts and identify that key piece of evidence, legal argument or commercial pressure factor that's going to deliver the optimal outcome. And I love when I get the chance to do so. There is no typical day in the life of an employment solicitor. It's very broad and affords a good mix of contentious and non-contentious work. By that, I mean a good mix of work advising on and dealing with disputes that could be employment tribunal litigation or high court litigation. And then on the non-contentious side, a broad range of advising on the employment aspects of transactions, IPOs, or even commercial deals where employees are likely to transfer from one business to another as a result of that deal. Employment lawyers are closely involved in the full life cycle of employee issues. So that could be from drafting contracts, sign-on bonus letters, or other equity terms when individuals join businesses, defining and implementing policies that apply during the employment relationship. And then, as I've discussed earlier, dealing with the employment aspects of transactions and business growth. And then, of course, at the end of that relationship, dealing with any disputes following the end of it or potentially on the the terminations if there's a large-scale redundancy exercise or something similar like that. So there's a real variety to the work. And because of the client base that you can often support in practice, you get an even greater feel for different types of organizations and the issues that they face. The other thing that I would say about practice as an employment lawyer is that it is continually changing, adapting to global and political issues. So just thinking in the last few years, we've seen the impact and fallout of things like the Me Too movement and the BLM movement, and even more recently sort of assisting companies in navigating furlough rules and work from home guidance in the context of lockdowns in the COVID-19 pandemic. Career highlights are always really tricky to pick. (laughs) If I had to pick one, I'd highlight probably some of the work that I did in a former life as the head of employment and commercial litigation at Deliveroo. The gig or platform economy and the status of platform workers has been one of the key issues in employment law over recent years. And successfully defending the self-employed status of Deliveroo riders, bucking the trend of case law involving platforms in the UK and internationally was significant. As lawyers, we often get to advise on the law, but being able to shape it through case law was a really unique opportunity. And actually, as it happens in that role, I was also able to help shape new legislation by working with lawmakers, helping to define new laws being passed across Europe and beyond to define the working relationships for individuals working in the platform economy. So what do I enjoy most and what do I least enjoy about being an employment lawyer? As I've said, part of what makes employment law so interesting is the variety of the work and the human impact means that two cases are almost never the same. Unlike some areas of the law which don't develop or see new legislation for significant periods of time, employment law is, and it must be, dynamic to respond to political and social issues. It's an exciting field in which to specialise and I cannot recommend it highly enough.
picking a worse thing is a little bit more difficult, but I think it's actually weirdly the flip side of one of the factors I said that makes it interesting. And that is the fact that it has such a human impact. And I think it's really important for employment lawyers to understand that behind every piece of advice that you give or every restructuring you advise on are individuals whose real lives are going to be impacted by it. And it's really important you have the emotional intelligence to see that and allow that to help feed and guide the advice that you're going to give. In terms of thinking about issues impacting the profession as a whole, I think whether you're in private practice or you're in-house, for the legal profession, our clients always come first. So we have to continue to adapt to new technologies and new demands from our clients to deliver the very best service. This could be in relation to ensuring we're continually adapting to reflect our clients' risk appetites, their commercial imperatives, but also understanding and ensuring that our advice is being delivered in a style and through a means that works best for our client. The very best professionals will adapt quickest and always deliver the best service, whether they're in-house or in private practice, to deliver what clients really want. Thinking about the specific impact on my practice area, regrettably, at the moment, there is a significant amount of market uncertainty in response to the cost of living crisis, and there is also a significant reduction in available venture capital across the technology sector in general, which means that a number of companies are looking to reduce their cost bases and future-proof their businesses, which regrettably means potentially headcount reductions. Employment law can be cyclical like this. I remember qualifying the year that Lehman's went bust, and the first year of my career as a qualified employment lawyer was doing large-scale redundancy exercises in financial services. I promise it's not all that bad and there are some really interesting and positive things that we can do to help support our clients. For example, looking to the future, helping to define their future of work strategy, whether they're looking to be remote first or hybrid, whether they're going to allow their employees to work internationally and all of the tricky employment law and immigration issues that come with that, how they best reflect reflect their brand values than their employment proposition, which may be including sort of the rollout of broader ethnicity pay gap reporting and other things to address social inequality, but also how to adapt to new technologies and possibilities opened up by the metaverse. And there are a range of really interesting employment law considerations that arise out of the metaverse that I think our clients are starting to really grapple with. And it's really interesting to be at the forefront of the law in that regard. In terms of strengths and skills to be successful as a lawyer, there are some obvious ones, but they're all a given, things like knowledge of the law, et cetera. I think what will really make you stand out is having and showing that you have a curious mind, thinking creatively and using your broader experience to identify the best solutions for your clients. As I say, in particular, as an employment lawyer, having emotional intelligence is key, particularly where the impact of your advice can have such a large human impact and being able to factor that into your thinking and take it into account and your risk-taking can really make you stand out from the crowd. In terms of advice for people wanting to become lawyers, generally, I think the best advice is take the opportunity to get as much experience as you can. This can be through experiences at law firms or working as a paralegal, or even through pro bono activities within your university or your law school. I know I volunteer at a pro bono clinic where I'm sort of advising members of the public, but I'm partnered up with students at the relevant law school. And it's a great way for them to get practical experience in terms of how you take instructions on a particular issue, how you dissect the 
issues quickly and how to give practical, quick commercial advice. For those of you that are looking to transition into law as a second or even third or fourth career, you will no doubt have gained potentially huge industry experience and deep insight in your current roles that you can really bring to bear and be of real value to your future clients. So make sure that shines through in your application forms as that will be one of your real USPs.